Hey there and hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm producer Ash and this is true. I'm joined tonight by an incredibly special guest, Mr. James Macmillan. You might know him as having a crippling fear of confined spaces. Oh no. James, welcome back to the podcast. Ah, how did I get in here? Ah, the walls are closing in. <laughs> Let me out. Well, today we're going to be talking about pretty much James's worst nightmare. Oh boy. My I, palms are sweating. I know. I don't even know what you're talking about. I just know that you're going to make reference to claustrophobia, and my palms are already sweaty. Yep. Well, let's talk about a cave. One cave in particular. Yay! James loves caves. I have to get an MRI soon. My hand isn't working, and the only proper imaging to get on my hand apparently involves an MRI which is a tube of death to me. I've done it once before. It's worse than you can imagine. If you have claustrophobia, <laughs> it sucks. Well, so this is uh, um, very fitting. Maybe this will make you feel better because yours, you're guaranteed to come out of. Guaranteed? Yeah. They'll get yeah. you out. What if the power goes out and then the nurses run away and then I'm just stuck in this tube for the rest of my life and I just can't get out? What if there's an earthquake and the whole MRI machine That's a good point. There could be me. an earthquake. We are on the Pacific, the rim of fire or whatever, See? ring of fire. This is how a claustrophobic brain works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Nutty Putty Cave. Yeah, that's a name. It is located in Utah, about 55 miles from Salt Lake City. The cave was discovered in 1960 by a fella named Dale Green. He named it Nutty Putty because of the strangely viscous clay that oozed from its walls, which reminded him of Nutty Putty, a.k.a. the precursor to Silly Putty. Okay. Like Silly Putty, the clay would change from a solid to an elastic fluid when lightly squeezed. Interesting fact about the clay, it's also sound active, meaning that if you yelled at it, it would ooze and move. Oh, wow. Analyses done on the clay in the 60s found that it was composed of tiny particles of sand, kind of like a thick, oozy version of quicksand, but in a cave. Okay. Do you like where this is going? No. (laughs) Now, almost all caves are formed in limestone, which over long periods of time is slowly eaten away by slightly acidic groundwater. Naughty Putty is also a limestone cave, but instead of being dissolved by water dripping in from above, it was created from the bottom up by hydrothermal activity. Sure. So it has a a somewhat unique, interesting cave structure. Okay. Naughty Putty stays around 55 degrees year round, which is a bit warmer than most caves that you or I have been in. Mm -hmm. For reference, the Ape Cave in Washington sits around 42 degrees year round. It is pretty rad, I will say. Yes. To a certain point. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, cool, jump over this rock and you have to wiggle through on your tummy. I go, that's where I bow out. <laughs> that's where James is done. Where's the Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> so as far as size, a 2003 survey conducted was able to map about 1,300 feet of cave system Mm -hmm. to a depth of about 145 feet which is about 10 stories down into the earth wow so not not super big not super long but an interesting cave yeah and uh, sorry where is this utah okay so for this story it's important to note just how popular nutty putty was throughout the 20th century 
in its heyday, as many as 25,000 people per year visited the cave. This is not some remote hidden cave that no one ever went in. It was even a local favorite with Boy Scout troops and college students. Richard Downey, local spelunker and grotto historian, led some of those same Boy Scout trips into Nutty Putty for decades. Here's a quote from him. Can we come up with a better name than spelunking? No. I've always wondered why it has to be so silly. Cave dwelling. Cave adventuring. It sounds it sounds like a made up hobby and a made up like story, you know, like <laughs> rock hole wiggling. Yeah, it's just <laughs> spelunking. I need I need to hear the origins of that word. Continue. Okay, Richard Downey says, "quote It was a crawly little cave. There were also some larger passages. It was believed to be really easy, and that's why all of your Boy Scouts and locals went in with flashlights and sandals and things." Oh. You had to work hard to get into trouble. Okay. A lot of the people going to the Nutty Putty were first-timers, or they were on a date with their girlfriend and wanted to show off or whatever. Sure. They put themselves in situations that they probably wouldn't have if they had just stopped and thought about it for a minute. Just good old-fashioned Utah kids having fun. (laughs) Yep. As you do. In 2004, two of these Boy Scouts had nearly lost their lives in separate incidents within a week of one another in the same area of the Nutty Putty Cave, Uh where our upcoming story is set. Okay. In one of the cases, rescuers took 14 hours to free a 16-year-old scout using a complex series of pulleys. Many of the passages in this cave are this narrow or even smaller. From 1999 to 2004, six different people became stuck in just one of the Nutty Putty's narrow passages. Jeez. And three of the cave's tightest squeezes have been named, quote, the helmet eater, (laughs) quote, the scout trap, Ah. and quote, the birth canal. Yeah, these all make sense to me. Now, as a scout leader for the Boy Scouts, why would you take your, your troop to a place that's called the scout eater? It's in the name. Avoid it. Yeah. Maybe you don't like your troop that much. Oh, that's an interesting theory. I'm going to choose to believe it. Okay. Okay. So all six of those trapped cavers made it out alive, but the local sheriff's office and search and rescue crews were getting really tired of making these regular rescue trips, and they worried that another accident could prove more fatal. So officials closed Nutty Putty Cave in 2006, citing safety concerns and only reopened in May 2009 after a cave management plan, including a new online reservation system that only allowed one group in at a time. And the entrance to the cave was padlocked shut at night for good measure. So they're reopening it, but with a safer policy in mind. Right. Okay. Fresh coat of paint. Yep. Six months after the Nutty Putty Cave reopened, John Edward Jones, his family members, and nine other friends entered the cave at around 8 p.m. on the evening of November 24th, Why 2009, so a few days before Thanksgiving for a bit of fun and adventure. Mm-hmm. John was 26 years old, married, and had one uh, had a one-year-old daughter, and his wife was pregnant with their second. He was attending medical school in Virginia, but he had come home to Utah to spend the holidays with his family. Speaking of his family, they were all ardent spelunkers. <laughs> his father frequently took him and his brother Josh on caving expeditions in Utah when they were kids. Oh, wow. But it had been years since Josh was in any cave, and he was much larger than he used to be, now at six feet tall and 200 pounds. Big boy. So the group was split into two. 
There were the children and a few adult chaperones that explored the safer part of the cave, while all of the rest of the adults decided to explore the cave a bit further. About an hour into the exploration, John decided to find the entrance to the birth canal, that narrow path through which spelunkers must navigate very carefully. Right. He found what he thought was the entrance and began to crawl into it, using his fingers, hips, and stomach to inch forward. But he soon realized that he had made a grave mistake. The narrow space that he had crawled through was only about 10 inches tops across and 18 inches high. As a result, John had hardly any space to breathe. You say 10 inches wide? Yes. 10 inches? Yes. That's not, I mean, that's barely a body. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he's, he was a tall man, but yeah. spindly. Sheesh. Um, there was no option to turn around. John was stuck. Oh, my God. He didn't even have room to wiggle back out the oh way that he'd come. God. He had no option but to try to move forward. Ugh. So he exhaled all the air from his chest, making himself smaller, hoping to inch through a bit more. And he knows that there's an end to this. Thinks that there is because he thinks this is the birth canal. I take it it's not. No. But when John inhaled again and his chest puffed back out, he was stuck. And that's where we'll pick back up again next week. Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm stuck now. I know. I can't move through this thing called life until I find out. (laughs) Well, you'll have to wait a week or... Ugh. A few minutes because we're recording them back to back. But everyone out there is going to have to wait a week. Don't let them know how the sausage is made, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking the magic, I yes. know. Thank you for listening to another episode of This is True. And we will see you again next week with the thrilling conclusion to the Nutty Putty Cave.